Welcome to The Sipping Point, the whiskey podcast where we ask the whisk what's, the whisk where, and the whisk who as we go on another dream drumming experience. I am your master blender, Cameron Hobbs, joined once again by the whiskey goblin, Angus Coots. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Uh, it's not been a long time since the last record we did. I, I can still feel some of the whiskey sweats from a previous encounter. That's right, that's right. Last night we recorded with Crystal and we're back for more today. Absolutely. Starting the new year hot. Getting things in the recording studio done and dusted so we can get on with it. Should let everyone know that this will be the last one for a while as well though. Because uh, I'm going away for seven weeks. Yes. Um, so we, are, we were in discussions last night um, about... A potential temporary stand-in but we'll see if we can push it as much as we can it's not going to be the same without you well that's okay i mean listen we've got people that can come and talk whiskey for days so i know that i'm i'm easily replaceable you on the other hand do all the technical stuff so <laughs> wouldn't get away with that yeah i've got the laptop which is yeah. uh, the, 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 the biggest star of this whole thing okay so we're going to get straight into this another one um and uh crystal kind of dropped uh the bomb and announced who our guest today was going to be indeed um, she was to to be blamed for the hangover that Crystal had yesterday. She yep. can't be blamed for our hangover today, but let's see how what tomorrow brings, right? Yep. So very excited and delighted to be joined by comedian Amy Matthews. Just Cameron here. So before we get into this one, um, the drams that are being tasted tonight are Bimber's Batch 2X Bourbon Oak Casks. It is the Loch Lomond Original and it's the Cotswolds Reserve Bottle. See if you can figure out which one they're drinking. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, I Amy. I believe she blamed her hangover on me. She did. Because um, it was a joint effort, and um, frankly, she didn't drink enough to warrant a hangover. <laughs> She's got kids, so I think that... Hey, one. you can still be a crazy, multi-dimensional. I know, like, but I think it is different. Enough. What post post child? Yeah, redo. I mean, I say that with no kids myself, but exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's um, more that I I don't think Crystal drinks as much as she used to. Uh, maybe I don't know. And then I guess when you drink after um, having not drunk for a bit, you know, catches you on Also, I my alcohol tolerance is is sort of um, very high, uh, so I drink quite fast. And Good. If, peop if people are sort of getting rounds at the same pace, I tend to always be the most sober one in the room, you know? Yeah, that can be quite dangerous, I find. For sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Well, we're here to drink a considerable amount of whiskey, to be honest. Yes. Um, uh, the purpose of this podcast, we get to call it work, which is yep. great for yeah. us. Well, what's fun for me is this is work before I have to go to do more work. More later. work, yeah. So um, this is a, a, yeah, this is an absolute, this is a sanctioned... <laughs> A work-sanctioned yeah. uh, piss-up. Have fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, first of all, let's start about the comedy, though. How long have you yeah. been doing comedy for? Oh, five and a half years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about right. Five and a half years. Wow. Um, and obviously, yeah, pandemic-inclusive and stuff. Um, what a ride. 2023, a good year? 2023 was my favourite year um for for work certainly um yeah it's it's been a lovely i had a lovely fringe uh i got to do some really amazing things with the bbc podcast that about something i was very passionate about and i got to um travel more than i've ever traveled before with work and just had loads of lovely little kind of professional um sort of career trinkets you know so yeah. it was a it was a lovely lovely 2023 i couldn't be more grateful and you've had some amazing reviews as well oh that's so kind yeah it was a very nice year for the old press coverage which is very fortunate and very kind and big plans for 24 2024 is exciting. Yeah, I've got, um, I'm taking my 2023 show on tour. So that's going around the country, uh, which is, um, I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to like relearning it as well because it's sort of been sat dormant for a couple of months. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting back. Uh, I, I love that show so much. I really care about it and sort of getting reacquainted with that will be really fun. Um, I've also, yeah, I've got sort of like some Soho dates in and stuff. Um, I, um, I, I, I don't know if I can announce what, 
just yet, but I'm uh, doing a summer tour support stretch with um, an amazing comic that I'm really excited about, which I'm really looking forward to. And just, I guess, write another show. It's all go. Yeah. It's all the all the all the plates spinning. You know? Yeah. Something you said there that tie, I'm going to tie this to whiskey because yeah, I have to find my must. connections any way I can. <laughs> um, obviously, when people are tasting whiskey, you know, the the master blenders, the tasters, they will go and sample something and they'll go, it's almost there, it's almost perfect. When you go back to a show that you've not mm. done in a while, do you do you tinker or do you have to resist the temptation to adjust? Oh, you, do you gotta, go with it was perfect then. Let's leave it as it no, was. No, a, a stand-up show is never finished, and that's yeah. why we'll all go mad. You know, um, it's there's always uh, there's also jokes that work differently at different times. Um, there's uh, world events that change the way things are received. There, there's um, there's callbacks that you've been staring in the face for three years mm -hmm. writing it that only come for some reason on like your last ever show you know and you just sort of have to resign to that. It's, a, it's a living breathing thing you know it's not like um it, it's not you're not a sculpture in that you sort a sculptor in that you sort of like make a thing and then it's finished you're more of like a gardener you, you're sort of like pruning something mm. that is alive and sometimes has a mind of its own um yeah so and has different climates and weathers and uh yeah so i um it's never finished which and i think there's a beauty in that and uh something like absolutely maddening <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely now we're here to drink whiskey we are um you mentioned that you have you can drink at peace. I'm all right. It. Yeah, I'm pretty good going. So how are you with drinking whiskey? Uh, pretty good. I used to drink a lot of whiskey. Um, I've drunk less whiskey as I've gotten older for no real reason. Just... Um, just life. Uh, when I was a student, I drank a lot of whiskey. That's, I'm the complete opposite. I, I tell people this all the time. I, I was about 29 years old when I started getting oh, into really? whiskey. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, that's fun, though. And uh, do you know what? It's one of those things as well where I feel like I knew much more about whiskey when I was younger than I do now. Mm. I just, you know, like when, if that's not something that you're like really into, it just yeah. sort of like uh, fritters away. But I, I really like whiskey and I, I tend to like the peatier Okay. More kind of, um, if it tastes like it's been scraped out the bottom of an ashtray, the chances yeah. are I'm going to love it. Yeah, yeah. And if it tastes like um, Werther's Originals, I might find it a bit like, you know. So maybe like a, a harkening back to your younger days of drinking when you would occasionally drink out of a beer bottle that someone had put a cigarette in. I've actually never done you've that. You've never done I'm that? sorry oh. that that's happened to you. It's it's a rite of passage in Scotland, I'm sure. Cam, you've done that, yeah? <laughs> yes, I've definitely drunk some That's such well. a shame. Yeah. Oh, God. Particles in it, shall we see? Yeah. <laughs> I really like smoky flavours. I don't I don't smoke yeah. smoke. Um, but I I I love smoky flavours. Like yep. in in everything, like food, drink, scents, whatever. I just mm. I really, really dig that. So it's fascinating because I obviously don't know about the guests and whiskey flavors, mm. and I pick these out, and there isn't anything necessarily peated. Spoiler alert on that oh, one. Oh well, no, that's so this will be interesting. I don't think there's anything overly Wither's original, but I have the exact same flavor yeah. profile as yourself. Okay, anything fun. too yeah, Wither's yeah. butterscotch is too sweet and yeah. claggy in the mouth and ugh, the, not for me. I like a because um, I think it's on the cleaner side of sweet. A Balveni 12 year yeah. Oh, yeah. like it's obviously very smooth and like it's sweeter than something you know like it, I believe my dad once told me that was his dad's favourite whiskey a Balveni 12 it's real good and, and it's like an, it's a it's the whiskey I offer people when they say they don't like whiskey that's a great and, one for that yeah. as like a sort of intro because I think it is it's approachable and um and yummy you know yeah. like it's not quite as um aggressive <laughs> as, as lots of others and did you start drinking smoky whiskey then or is that something you found you know what it's i can't tell you when i started drinking whiskey because i think the honest answer to that is my so both my granddads really liked scotch mm. and um and my granddad on my dad's side uh, used to drink um, a drama scotch before bed. And he used to let me, when I was a toddler, put my hand in it and like lick it lick it off my hand. Oh, I was like a little pinky and... and so he just like, used to let me plunge my hand into it. How big a glass was this? It was. I was a tiny, <laughs> okay, I was a fair. toddler. Right, okay. It's a basin. Yeah. A, a, yeah. Just, just a single drama. <laughs> he had a bowl unit. of whiskey. <laughs> um, no, he, so he had a, it was a normal sized, you know, uh, like sort of cut 
crystal yeah. glass, um, like tumbler. Um, and I was very small. Um, and uh, so I would just put my hand in it. And uh, then my treat was to like lick it off. So I really, I got into whiskey when I was about four. <laughs> but i uh, and i think that probably meant that i wasn't too daunted by it at a later later age um but um but yeah i think i probably started i don't know what i started drinking i, I it would have been the usual case of like when you're a student you've got no money and you go to the pub and it's just a bells that's what you order isn't it and then you sort of start to learn what is nice and what isn't and um yeah, I think I, as I sort of got older, I realized that But in drinks generally, like cocktails and everything as well, I just like anything that is like dirtier than rather than sweet. I'm not mm. a big like fruity gal. Yeah, right. Excellent. Okay. Um, so for your dream drumming experience, though, we have mm. to find out what's in the glass. Uh, <sighs> what is, is there a particular whiskey that springs to mind or is it more a particular flavour that you want? Oh, it's a, I think the, I actually, I love a Lafroy. Absolutely yep. love a Lafroy. Um, and uh, I do, yeah. Another, and obviously this is a blend, but I would drink Royal Salute with my granddad. Okay. Um, and that's nice. Again, on like the sort of sweet side or whatever. But um, I've, that holds a, a sort of special place in my heart. Uh, but I think, yeah, if we're going dream with, let's go Lafroy. And um, and yeah. I, Just I, a straight up Lafroy 10. Yeah, I think so. Classic. It yep. is classic. And I think I, like muscle memory wise, I find it very comforting. Yeah. I feel like that's what if you know if it's like a cold winter night and I'm just in that might be something I pour myself there's like a nice yeah warming the cockles vibe yeah. we speak a lot about Laphroaig and its impact on so many people's whiskeys experiences yeah. because it's so prevalent in pops and what have you um, did you like it the first time you had it can you remember yeah I think so immediately so I yeah. think it's interesting how much people who are proper peat heads do like Laphroaig on mm. first drink I, I didn't um, but now love it uh, and I genuinely, when I go to Isla, it's one of the ones I look forward to going to the most because the stuff out there is actually great. Yeah. And you get real variety for not ridiculous prices. You can still get a cash strength bottle out there for 60-something quid, yeah. which is great. I mean, um, I like it because it's got that kind of briny edge to it as well. It's like, it's proper, like, it tastes coastal and, um, like, the smoke's great, but you yeah. can get hit with heavy smoke from loads of places. Um, it's the, the kind of almost beachy, seaweedy element to it. Yes, <clears> very <throat> nice. Also, I was speaking to someone about uh, Lafroy the other day, and <laughs> they said that um, there's something quite funny about the bottle, and it looks like... Um, they'd forgotten to get any bottles in, so they sort of just grabbed whatever wine bottles they could find. Yeah. And then like rustled up a label on like word art. It is very it's like It's really simple dash. and stark. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's why I like about them as well, because they've never changed that. Because no. um, who's it? Another quite smoky one is uh, Ben Romick, um, mm. which I, I'm a big fan of Ben Romick. Um, but they, they changed their labeling for a while. And for a while, they were on this really kind of modern kind of with lots of teardrop shapes on them and things yeah. like that. And they've changed back now to being more stark, more yeah. kind of traditional label. I think it looks brilliant. Yeah. And I like my, um, my like, <laughs> my medicine cabinet back home, but like where my, all my drink is like, it looks like a sort of 20s, like 1920s accountants. Um, drinks cabinet right. like I all of my I, I drink like Campari and vermouth and uh, yeah. like bitter old spirits yeah. and fortified wines and stuff and um and it does kind of play it fits into that kind of pattern of those yeah, like yeah. very simple but classic slightly crappy yes looking like I, I kind of love it yeah it looks like um I don't know like if you were getting a stock photo of like um, potions, bottles, or whatever. It's got an aspect of that in it, you know, mm. which I quite like. Uh, yeah. And I, Lafroy, again, is iconic. You talk about the, how it looks, and it's still the same. Um, they have changed their packaging very recently. Don't know if you've seen, they've gone from round juice yeah. to square boxes. Oh, I didn't notice that, though. But have they, they? they've retained everything about Lafroy. I think if you, did, if you ask someone to describe Lafroy, green bottle, white yep. label, big 10 on the front, right? Yep. It's exactly as it was. Yeah, um, I love that. Extra packaging, just slightly tweaked and modernised. Mm. It's a bit more sustainable, which we'd love to see. What's yeah, the for sure. And all that sort of, sort of stuff. But um, they've stayed true to what they are, which is that 
stands out on the shelf I love in its simplicity. I'd love to see Highland Park go back to the classic label. I think they've got very beautiful bottles just now, but I miss the classic label. What's the difference? Forgive my... They, they completely changed it so that they've got... They always had kind of like a... How would you describe it? The the shape of the bottle. It's not, it's not bottle-shaped, really. It's, no, it's... It, uh, for me, it's like an oar from a ship. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a real yeah. Vi- they've really played into the Viking orc. But they've place. just chunked a whole bunch of, like, Pictish symbols and Viking rune symbols yes. on it now. And they've been like embossed in the bottle. does a little bit. Yeah. Real nice. Make a good lamp. But, yes. uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, there was an older classic thing. But, yeah, the shape of the bottle is almost, like, bell-like. Mm. Uh, there's almost, like, a big oar to it or something like that. That's um, cool. And it's interesting. There's a lot of... A lot of um, distilleries now are really updating and c- completely changing their look and feel. So actually, I love that Laphroaig haven't. They know yeah. what they've got in its simplicity yeah. is standout. It's iconic. Timeless. Just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Timeless. timeless. Exactly yeah. that. Um, and genuinely, it's one of the nicest ones to visit. I think it's great. It's one of the mm. few uh, distilleries when you go into it, they'll give you a free dram. Some of them will nice. not do that, but you'll always get a driver's drama away from there. Nice. Lovely. Very nice. So fine. So it's a Laphroaig 10 that's in the glass. Um, Beautiful. Always straight. You ever as a um as a rule or with a um one massive you know like the massive ice cubes the sort of yeah. the big square or cube should I say yeah. um I've got that or or a spherical one I've got okay. those and I I pop one of those in sometimes depending on what I fancy but yeah I I tend not to put like water in it and um I I only mix. I really like a whiskey soda um, or a, um, I really like a Jameson's um, ginger ale and lime, but that's really the only like sort of long drink. If you're going to be mixing stuff up, it's best to use Irish whiskey. Yeah, (laughs) Don't upset our Celtic (laughs) brothers. (laughs) Um, Yes, um, we've not done any Irish whiskey on here yet, have we? No, I don't think so. You should do an Irish special. We had every intention of it with Colin and then we didn't. We didn't. He snuck up on us quicker than we were expected so we couldn't get our shit together. There are other entertaining Irish people, I promise you. Find find one. Um, (laughs) I I know plenty of them. We'll get, I'm sure we'll get someone on. So what about what's in your glass? Okay. Then? Let's turn to dram number one. Okay. Uh, and we'll get you to share your, your smelling My notes, your tasting notes, and your general thoughts. We'll get you to review it fully at the end. But yeah, and then Angus will tell us what he's thinking. Quite oaty on the nose. Okay. If that's not too strange a thing to say. There's, hmm? yeah, there's some, like, there's like a grain um, in that cereal note. Yes, yeah, cere- that's the lovely. That's the word. So that's that's all I'm getting on the nose. I think. Um, are we sipping? Oh yes. yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Finish mine. I see. He's down to his. Oh, I really like that. Okay, glad you said that because I was also thinking the same thing. Oh, this that's is fantastic. Delicious. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's got a that's got almost a champagne aftertaste. Okay. It, that's not just the other night that's still No, it's not just lingering. It's like Perno, you drink the following day and it comes back. No, um that's 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 so bizarre. What of champagne are you getting in the afternoon? Which part like what off champagne is it you're getting? Or is it a vibe? No, there is um Is it the dryness? Mm. I think like a sort a of, you know the sort of t- like tanniny dryness you get mm. after like a, a nice champagne. There's an aspect of that, but taste wise, I'm getting a very very clean kind of honey tone. Okay. Not too saccharine. Honey was going to be one of the things yeah. that I said. I'm getting a lot of honey on this. There's honey, but it, not in a way that's like. As I said, like it's not saccharine, it's 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 a clean kind yeah. of yeah. honey. Am I getting a bit of salt there as well? Oh, okay. You know, a little bit. A bit of salt, okay. Yeah, I'll back you there. Yeah. Maybe. Lovely. Really nice. Really, really nice. Okay. Yeah, what do you think of it, Cam? Uh, do you know what this is the first time I've drank this? This is the first time I've drank all three tonight. Really? Oh so yep. fun. Um and I think that that is... Do you know what I get from it? I don't normally input that much in the tasting note because I normally have tried it and I know what it is. And sure, I actually, oh, get involved. I don't know enough of this one to... I don't know enough of any three to actually really influence it. I get a bit of like a fizz, sherbet fizz at the end, which is what... Maybe that's the what the champagne thing is, is. Like yeah. Slight little... There's like 
My mouth feels like there's been bubbles, but there hasn't. That is how perfectly articulated. Yes, that's exactly, exactly it. And that's uh, specifically is the aftertaste of champagne as opposed to like obviously tasting Mm. champagne. So I get lemon out of that as well. Mm. Just a little bit of lemon, but I think that's possibly the the honey that's coming Mm. with it. Um, And maybe it's just a general citrusness. Um, yeah, but it's quite I've, it's spicy great. and fiery at the same time for me. There's a bit of heat to it. Yeah, it feels boozy as well. Okay. Like, I think this might be above forty. I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. I genuinely can't remember the details. I know so little. I've looked at, yeah. I've taken screenshots of what they all are, and we'll share it at the end. It's really but, great. Mm. Yeah, big fan though. Yeah, well done, everyone. Grand. Well, there you go. We know what's in the glass. We're going to finish off this first dram, and we're going to move on to where we're going to drink it. Ooh. We know what's in the glass. Now we need to find out where we're going to drink it. So, Amy, as part mm. of the stream drumming experience, it's not just about what you're drinking. Where you're drinking it absolutely plays part of the whole thing. So where for you is the dream location for you to sit and have a dram? A mountain. Yeah. A snow-covered mountain. There's something so amazing about eating or drinking anything halfway up a snow-covered mountain. It makes you feel... Like a god. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done it. <laughs> it's so amazing. And it's so, like, your surroundings are so dramatic. You feel so small. Like, there's real grandeur. Mm. But it's not a, um, it's not a kind of, uh, it's not an aloof grandeur. It's just, it's, I don't know, there's just something really amazing about feeling, like, immersed in nature. Yeah. And surrounded by, like, these, like, yeah. Just ancient big mountains, big trees. Mountains. Oh, it's amazing! And I love. I'm, uh, you know, I, I love snow and the cold and the dark. And so, we talking the Alps? Or are we talking a Scottish mountain? Oh, good question. I'm picturing Alps. Alps, yeah. yeah let's go Alps. I'm thinking like a sort of wooden veranda, okay. on maybe like a cabin or a lodge of some kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be my happy place to to drink a sort of. Lovely warm it, like you know, when you feel it in your sternum, yeah. Oh, yes, please. Now, you said, uh, during that halfway up a mountain, yeah, specifically. Spe- so, specifically, yeah. you're not the top, no, nope. you're not the bottom, eh? you are yeah. halfway up, yeah. Are you going to the top? Is this a stop no. on the way? You're not bothered about getting, um, maybe ski lift up, okay. Also, oh, no walking effort, so this is no, not payoff. there's no mountain not. payoff. This is, I'm not interested in reward. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's why I've never done it in a halfway up a mountain because I don't ever want to travel halfway up a mountain. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Luckily, um, a chairlift will do it for you. It will just lug you up there. I should give that a bash sometimes. It's so fun. <laughs> so fun. Um, and then, yeah, about halfway down, little stop off. Oh. There's definitely hills in Scotland you can get to the top off with a ski lift. And then you could walk... Halfway, I guess you're halfway down the mountain. But halfway up and halfway down, I mean... Without the context, who knows, right? It's the mm-hmm. same experience. Yeah. Totally. The view's the same, whether it's halfway up or halfway There's down. lifts in the Pentlands, isn't there? Uh, there is. It'll only take you nev- so far up. I've never seen them work. Right. But I've seen the, the infrastructure. Ski there, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're on for the ski slopes, but it'll take you the easy part. The okay. hard part is from the top of the ski lift the rest of the but way. But that's the beauty about um, being halfway up. Yes. You don't need to worry about it. Yeah. And you get like the... You know, I this is my view on hill walking as well. The best view is from the bottom. I think so. Up. Yeah. Um, so halfway up, you feel immersed. Mm-hmm. You can see that you've got the altitude that makes, you know, there's novelty to that and there's better views. But also you get to look up as well. And I think that's really nice. Um, and it's maybe, snow covered. Is snow covered. You're so fully covered, partially covered. Yeah, a big snowy mountain. Fine. Yeah, I, I love the snow. I Avalanche love the cold. risks. Yeah, preferably um, with a a low avalanche risk. Okay, um, this is a dream experience. I think dream we can experience. Well, you just get, you go no... up on a day. You know, they, so at the bottom of a mountain, they usually put like red, green, or amber. Yeah, red, green, or amber avalanche risks. Mm. A sort of green to amber would be ideal. Oh, it's always it's a mild threat. Depends on what the whiskey is, doesn't it? Really, um, you don't yeah. need to be completely. Yeah. Some mild. I want a threat of, threat. of uh, danger. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tell us more about the cabin that you're in there. Oh, lovely. Um, a sort of really very wooden, um, lovely, maybe um, like Turkish rugs. Okay. Um, 
some um if we're gonna get fur covered furniture let's just make sure the animal died hundreds of years ago um (laughs) um you know just cozy a real kind of like ron swanson um retreat you know yeah that's what I think I want. And are you drinking inside or outside? No, outside. I love to eat and drink outside in all weathers. Right. And it's been uh, it's been the bane of most of my friends and partners' lives. <laughs> that at any given opportunity, if I can eat and drink outside, I'll do it. <laughs> so, yes, I'd like to be outside. Uh, maybe a little rocking chair and a blanket. <laughs> oh, lovely. Like I'm seeing out my final days. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would. That's what would be nice. That's what we're all praying for. Just the yeah, end of the end. The please. end of it. You know? <laughs> there probably is euthanasia clinics that have a very similar. Right that's so that true. Actually, Switzerland. So, that's why they're there. Yeah. Go, right, a that's Swiss the mountain. A Swiss. Swiss Alps. Short commute to Dignitas. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite place. The place that would make you feel happy is just on the porch of Dignitas. Yeah. <laughs> just about to head in. Yeah, that'd suit me down to the ground. Yeah, one dram for the road and off yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, Grant, so is it, does time of day matter here? Oh, yes. Let's go um, twilight. So golden hour into twilight. Mm. I'm a big fan of um, liminal lightscapes. <laughs> that is the most annoying thing you'll ever hear on this podcast. It's lovely yeah. literary. I, yeah, mm. I, really, I really like um, that sort of like in-betweeny... Like, you know, it's got a really heavy hue. It goes from yeah. that like orangey yumminess into like lilac. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that specific time. If you could bottle that. Christ. And around you, anything else? Like, are you wanting total seclusion? Do you want to be on uh, a veranda that's on the edge of a resort? Or I'd that- like, I think it to be a standalone like chalet or cabin. Um, I'd like there to be two deer that I can look at. Okay. Um, you want to give them a little pet? I'd love to, but I also don't want to disrespect their boundaries. Hey, it's your, it's your, it's your dream experience. It is my dream they experience. They can come over you. They can snow white you if, they, if That's you want. That's true. Okay, yeah, dream experience. They're coming over. <laughs> yeah. They're saying hi. <laughs> they're, 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 they're snuggling. Yeah. <laughs> they're nuzzling in. Um, and maybe a lovely, very unfazed dog. Oh, great. On yeah. my lap would be ideal. Um, I'd like to be alone. I love solitude. Okay. <laughs> Particularly in a mountain with um, whiskey. I think that's, you just want to be by yourself, don't you? Wonderful. It's going to make an interesting final part to this conversation. Yep, that's but, a- um, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. We'll, um, no there's a whole other avenue we can go I'm into. I'm going to invite someone. I'll invite someone for one night and then I'd like the other night alone. There we go. Perfect. This is a two night driving experience. It's a two oh, night. Beautiful. That's two right. I mean, two twilights. Please. Someone we mentioned before went to the moon. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't take one night. You no, know? this is a whiskey cabin mountain weekend we're talking Excellent. about. Fair so, enough. night one, I'm alone. It's There's <laughs> real parallels here as well with. Crystal Evans, who is a friend of yours. Yeah, we get on. <laughs> how similar her location was. Yeah, she really? wanted to be a cabin as well. Cabin. She wanted to be in a hot tub. She okay. wanted there to be deer. She also wanted to be snowy. But yeah, but she wanted to shoot them. She did want to shoot She's them. feral, that woman. <laughs> Absolutely feral. You take uh, the girl out of rural Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'd like to not shoot the deer. I'd like to connect with them and that's the difference between the english and the americans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just have to hope that um that fur rug isn't auntie margaret or something off theirs well exactly year. i wouldn't be able to show them the interior no <laughs> there's no way what about what's in the glass then for drum number two for drum number two as in are we giving a taste oh yeah okay let's give it a go so i've got opinions by the way i've written down so i don't forget them okay so a slightly more caramelly note, but it's also more petrolly. It's got a, I think it's, it packs more of a punch on the nose. Okay. So caramel and petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Great name for two dogs. Like- yes. Oh my God. What a brilliant. Because <laughs> my two dogs that know the, t- the two deer I'm going to name caramel, caramel and petrol. <laughs> oh, and a slightly more kind of oaky, tobacco y mm-hmm. um, note in the mouth. So I was getting on the nose, yes, caramel, like yeah. um, panna cotta, maybe like a caramel. Like Ooh, a creaminess, a yeah, there is. Kind of thing to it. Buttery. And then unfortunately, I just didn't think it was that interesting in the mouth. <laughs> Did you not? I'm getting tobacco. 
I can see that, yeah. Um, but quite one-dimensionally tobacco. Yeah, I, I know it doesn't last very long as well. There's no fizzing and the, there's no sherbet mouth, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> and that also, this this makes me think, because 100% this has to be about 40%, that makes me, I'm pretty certain the first one was above that then. Yeah. Okay. I think that's okay. fair. Um, again, I'll share my thoughts on this one. Mm. I find that, yeah, compared to the other one, which is big up front, that's not, I think that's much more of a slow sipper. Yeah. You could just drink for ages mm. and actually not necessarily even feel the effects of it that much. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more watery up front. It's yeah. tame, the, isn't it? more of a taste at the back of the mouth than there is at the front. Mm. Again, I think maybe an approachable whiskey for someone who isn't sure if they like it. Yeah. Hadn't had much before. Yeah. I yeah, think that's... It is inoffensive. Yeah. Pleasant and inoffensive. There's an, if you've not been a whiskey drinker and you're getting someone onto whiskey, there's nothing in that that makes no. you go, no, not Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, no, it's very gentle, isn't it? They're the headlines. I said they? panna cotta. I'm happy. That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> panna cotta on the nose. We're done. Fantastic. Right, well, <laughs> we know what's in the glass and we know where we're going to be drinking it. Now yep. we need to move on to that person that you're going to invite for one of the two nights. I really poured you a massive dram there. I'll survive. I'm sure you will. Okay, so we know what's in the glass, we know where we're going to drink it. We've had a little bit of a spoiler in the sense that we know someone's part of this is solitude. But there's also going to be a guest. There is. Night number two. Yeah, so, oh. Oh, that's an important part of this as well. So it's a two-night thing. You're having the guest second night. You want totally. to get the solitude done. That's a good question. No, can I swap? Yeah, you I can. think Because I quite often need a sort of refractory period after. You can also have a long weekend where you have solitude, someone, solitude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A solitude yeah. sandwich. Yeah. yeah, a little solitude sandwich. I think that might be nice, actually. Yeah, because I I feel like I'm I am social and I I really like socializing and mm -hmm. I like people, but I also always need like a kind of recharge period. So, I really value solitude. Like an introverted extrovert. Yes, that is me all yeah. over. Um. So yeah, I I love socializing. I love hosting. I love yeah. people. Um. But I always need like a kind of little bit of me time after. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love, I'm, I mean, I'm in the right job for it, Christ, but I, I really like being alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think um, that will be good for me. Yeah. Have a little, little bit of, little bit of me time. You got after. the deers as well. They're there. I've got the deers. I've got petrol and caramel or whatever. That's it. And the dog. And the dog. Yeah. the dog. Oh, I'd like it to look like an absolute state. You know, like when you mm. see a mixed dog that is just, it's barely resembles a dog. Mm -hmm. It looks yeah. like a scouring pad. Yeah. That's what I want. Okay. I want a dog that's all of the breeds. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. They're the best. I love yeah. a mix. Um, I want, yeah, an absolute mess of a dog with a lovable heart. How many legs does it have? Three. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I met a three-legged dog the other day. Even <laughs> <laughs> All right, I do the answer. I, mean, I do, need to ask, to be honest. It's weird. Um, I, I keep on thinking I want to write about this, about how chopping a leg off a dog makes it cuter. <laughs> it's one of the most monstrous things you can imagine doing. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, yeah. No, a little three-legged nightmare dog yeah. that, that only loves me. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely ideal. And it's called Otter. Otter. Yeah. I've Good always name. wanted to, if I ever get a dog, I'm going to call it Otter. Oh, all right. It's a great name for a dog. I yes. agree. Yeah. So, and we've already named the deer, Caramel and Petrol. Yeah. So, you know, that's perfect. Everything's named. Everything's apart the, named. Apart from the guest. Apart from the guest that's coming on <laughs> night two. Guest, right, guest-wise. I think um, I quite like a, I think I quite like a like rural getaway with um, Kathy Burke. I think we'd get on. I think we'd just have a laugh and have quite a lot to talk about. Um, okay. She's certainly on the shortlist. Who right. else? <sighs> Miriam Margulies, maybe. Oh, I really love sort of like older women who I mean, don't. You both. You yeah, don't oh, really? Can it be? Oh, right. Okay. You're not um, tied to one guest. It's your dream experience. Oh, that's nice. Um,. Yeah, maybe Kathy Burke, Miriam Margulies, and um, can I bring my friends Em and Hugh? Yeah. Great. 
Zem and M and Hugh, M two separate people. Hugh, right? Yeah, I um I thrive in a third wheel scenario. I was convinced. I actually predicted last night after we'd recorded with Crystal. I predicted that you would be bringing Ronnie O'Sullivan. Uh, right. Okay. Oh, fun. Well, I would feel bad about bringing him for a drinking weekend as a as a sober man. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So potentially no. He doesn't need to drink. No. Um. Uh, can I bring Sean Murphy? He can come. Mm-hmm. We get on. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I could I bring a snooker player. Our precursor to someone being allowed to come along is that you get along. Yeah, that's all I require from people. As long as we mm. get along, yeah. That's all I mind. want. I just want someone to, yeah, have a natter with. Uh, but yeah, I think if my friends Em and Hugh could come, they're a, um, my friends from uni and a very beautiful couple. I spend a lot of time with them. Um, and I, I love, I love being a third wheel. Which I know is not a popular. Opinion. I'm quite good at it as well. I was single for so long that I got used to going out with my friends and their wives and that. You I know? absolutely love it. I think there's something as someone who, so I naturally um, sort of put myself in the role as like so, sort of social lubricant in a lot of situations. Mm. Like I, I am a kind of um, I don't. Know, I like to make sure everyone's included and everyone's sort of you know whatever. Yeah. And I think there's something about about being in a third wheel set up where because you're like oh i don't need to worry about these two they've got their own thing going on you get a day off as yeah. that person and i like being around people who love each other there's something really nice about it so yeah i'm a very happy third wheel so if i could third wheel em and hugh and then miriam and cassie a third wheel that one are about for the crack yeah exactly yeah. and then you could yeah. third wheel sean murphy and ronnie o'sullivan i mean oh, there's like a, we could well, make this a week long yeah i think maybe let's take sean and Take Sean and Steve Davis. Oh, Steve Davis. Yeah. Ronnie. Okay. I, d- I wouldn't want to put Ronnie in a situation where he's surrounded by drink and can't go for a run. <laughs> right. That would, that would be fair. his idea of hell, I think. Um, but I think Steve would have a nice time. I feel like making him be around people as well. I feel like he's one that quite enjoys solitude too. Potentially, yeah. I mean, did you watch the documentary? No, I've not yet. It's very good. I've I've recommended it to loads of comedians actually because I think even if you have no interest in snooker um, and no interest in him, uh, it's the stuff that's spoken about and like the mentality and psychology behind sort of you know entering that sort of space in the way he mm. has is very very relatable for a lot of comics. I think the the industry is quite similar and the the kind of um, people it attracts is very similar. Right. Um so I've recommended it to loads of comedians and they've all so far really liked it. So I'll, I'll give it would a watch. recommend I've got I need to watch something on the flight over. So. Would re- there we go. Download it Amazon Prime 2 hours. You can do that. Lovely bit of business. <laughs> it's very good. It's very well made and uh I think he comes across very well and um it's really interesting. Yeah. Yep. What would you be talking about? With my um, group of yes. uni friends, Kathy Burke, Miriam Margulies, and uh, my snooker pals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good question. Uh, what would we be talking about? <laughs> uh, and again, I'm, I'm willing to offer this up as a week-long stay. Where okay. You've got Night of Solitude, two of them. Night Beautiful. of Solitude, okay. two of them. Night so of when I'm alone, I talk to myself quite a lot. Okay. Um, so we'd, we'd have a chat, me and... Maybe. You need to. <laughs> I had laundry earlier yeah. on and I just talked myself through it. There's something you know? very nice about speaking to oneself. Um, Audibly. Yeah, Audibly. Yeah, because right. yeah. we always agree, you know. <laughs> no, sometimes I call myself we a dumb on. bitch. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, don't be stupid, Angus. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably have a little chat with myself alone. Um, then snooker times, I'd, I'd probably just pick their brains a little bit about work, but also... Just who they are as as people, you know. Um, and then with Kathy and Miriam, I just want to hear all of like their showbiz anecdotes. Yeah, I feel like they've both li- like lived an amazing life, and I think they're both really funny. And they they've both got this like beautiful authenticity about like genuinely not caring about mm. what people think, which I think is very rare um, and very attractive and very fun um and then with em and hugh i don't know we probably i i do you know what? i'd like to do a painting night with em and hugh i'd like to um get some paints i'd like to express ourselves all right Lovely. yeah is okay so we're now building this into a week-long itinerary yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there an order then of these oh, combinations like good cue you've got to think about do you okay leave the painting till the end 
Do you want to get that done? I would want to get, okay, I would, let's go, Sean and um, Steve is night, so solitude first, Yeah. then Sean and Steve, then Kathy and Miriam. Oh, back after- to back. Sorry? No back. night of solitude in between. Oh, do I get a little night of solitude? I'm getting, because yeah, oh, you've yes, told us already. Absolutely. I need a recharge. You're each. absolutely right. I need a recharge. So, yes, I will be having a little recharge between each one. Um, so the second batch of guests would be Kathy and Miriam. Because um, I always find after, I, I spend a lot of time in, in work and life in very male-dominated spaces. And I find like I usually need a little bit of gal time after. So um, Kathy and Miriam would be in the middle. I feel that could be the night that gets the most like... Oh, Prosecco Drunk. Gals. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I think that could get quite messy. Yeah. Um, and then my night of solitude and then um i think em and hugh as like a final like oh i've had a mad i've had the maddest week let's let's catch up and paint and paint <laughs> and paint yeah and they've driven there and they're gonna drive you home the next they morning actually, yeah 100 percent. yeah i like driving em's a quite erratic driver but um so I, we're cancelling the euthanasia at the end here and you're going home. oh after, yeah i need to yeah, die no let's, let's continue <laughs> let's continue the euthanasia say to ta to em and hugh thanks for all the good times <laughs> Cart me off in, to the in, in silence. Yeah, for a bottle, uh, bottle of Lafroy next year. Absolutely, cart me off to the clinic. Worst ways to have a last day. Right? <laughs> oh, what a lovely time! I'd love that to be the last week of my life. Snooker, funny woman, and some mates from uni. Yeah. Dead, beautiful. That would absolutely. I've heard worse, to be honest. That would suit me. That would suit me. Um, On the nights that you're by yourself, is it just sitting on the same veranda chatting Mm. to yourself, or are you partaking in activity by yourself? Very good question. Um, So I, what would I be doing? I like. I genuinely like sitting in. I I, I learned in the last two years. I went through a phase where I couldn't be in silence like at all. It was like a, it was a real mental block and really bad. And I trained myself to sit in silence for like prolonged periods of time. So I I do a bit of that. And then I think might watch some comfort telly. You know, like when you watch something you've seen a million times. Oh my God, yeah. So maybe like we're throwing some peep show in there. We're throwing some fresh meat in there. We're throwing Parks and Rec. We're throwing, what else is that? My comfort telly. American Office. Great. You know, just the classics. Watch just some stuff that I've seen a million times. Maybe play some music I like. Just fritter about. I love pottering. Oh, yeah. I love to potter. <laughs> yeah. I'm Which, a fan. again, is, it sort of really plays into the... I've sort of wanted to be retired since I was 15. Um, oh, I'd like, to pl- I'd like to listen to the shipping forecast. I've never listened to the shipping forecast. Get on it. For Switzerland? Or no, I've, the UK. Do they yeah, have a Swiss shipping forecast? Yeah. No, it's landlocked. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you struggle. Um, yeah, um, so yeah. Do I want to sit in the Alps and listen to the shipping forecast for the UK? The UK. Absolutely. Okay. I've listened to the shipping forecast since I was fifteen to get to sleep, and I find it very comforting and I find it very fun. Do you understand it? No, of course not. Who does? I don't know. I mean, like, I've never listened to it. Sleeping, right? That's probably where that. Yeah, came, I think if I knew or like wanted to know what it meant properly. It, it might stretch take, you out yeah, if you knew what was actually going on. One hundred percent. in the North Sea. There's a giant totally. octopus. I genuinely, <laughs> the working title for my um, show this year was going to be sometimes the shipping forecast is a haiku. And I think it's too unapproachable. But I... Like, so sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. And yeah. like I was sat in bed one day and I realised, oh, sometimes... You know, it's got like really specific cadence and really specific kind of phraseology. So it's... it's um, I'll need an Have a listen to it. And sometimes like the way they deliver the conditions are delivered in a haiku format, but they don't realise they're doing it. Right. So it's like five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Yeah. And I was, I was sat in my bed being like, that's a haiku. And I was like, I can't believe that like, I'm sat in like my lovely cozy bedroom being like, oh, that's uh, the, the meter of that means it's actually a haiku. <laughs> but like someone else listening to that is like, oh, that means like the boat's about to get fucked. You know, yeah. like, like we're, we're like in such different yeah. realms, but consuming the same products. Yeah. And I find that very interesting. I love that you went as well to a uh, giant octopus appearing in the shipping forecast. Like it's something yeah. like I imagine that Angus, is <laughs> Angus thinks the Kraken is popping up on Radio 4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
what else did they tell? Oh, there's waves. <laughs> Well, it's obviously, like, yeah, like the wind um, and like the direction of the wind and um, the severity. going to be. Yeah. Who's who's it for? The severity of inclement weather. It's for um, middle class boats. women trying to go to sleep. <laughs> no, no, it's for. Um, uh, it's just it's for people, I guess, needing to know the state of. But like, are you on the boat in an RC listening to Shipping Forecast? I think so. Or are you? at port listening to it for tomorrow and be like right we'll send this boat off this way if there was a turbulence forecast before you're going to go on a flight would you listen to it no <laughs> but I'm not a pi- but I'm not a pilot so no but as a passenger would you not want to know see I don't even listen to it for information I just think the cadence of it is right. very musical okay. and very um, can you can you give us a blast of something I might say um, I don't know it's uh, dogger east northwesterly pleasant to fair like, I'd, it's just all very, like, bouncy okay. and calming. Uh, if they read out the football scores for a longer, <laughs> it could be like that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I'd like, um, I think I'd like to watch snooker with my snooker players on my snooker player night because I find the soundscape of snooker very comforting as well. Yep. That's very nice. I, I feel like tournament snooker, though, is very quiet and, yes. like, they're respectful of each other. Whereas, if they're there as well, having a drink. Yeah, I think I'd enjoy that. Though. Yeah. I think I'd enjoy the goss. I think I'd enjoy the sort of behind-the-scenes chat. What did you think of the uh, Just Stop Oil protester at the snooker a few Ooh, weeks back? Oh, I thought it was... Do you know what? I think as a protest goes, it was bang on because it didn't hurt anyone. Nope. Uh, it was disruptive. It was media-grabbing. Um Disruptive yeah. without being life-threatening disruptive. Totally. And like, it was, yeah, yeah. I think as a protest goes, they yeah. nailed it. Um, and as far as like, you know, for the players, I know it was, um, obviously it, it's difficult uh, and uh, so much of snooker is about like flow. And, yeah. Uh, that would have obviously been an absolute nightmare. Um, but also it put snooker in the headlines in a way that, mm-hmm. you know, is not necessarily always the case. So... Yeah, I was. Um, it was it. So it's interesting. So in the Crucible, which is where they do the World Snooker mm-hmm. uh, Championship final, um, they have like a wall of the media coverage throughout the tournament. So it starts like literally when the tournament starts, right up until the final. Mm-hmm. And as you walk down the corridor, there was just this spectrum, like in the middle, where all of the media coverage was orange. Because so it's like green, 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 green. Where it's right. like loads of pictures of people like at the bays at the tables, yeah. and then there was just like a stretch for about six foot, where it was just it was loads orange. of articles where there was just orange everywhere. It was kind yeah. of amazing to see. Yeah, um, yeah, so that was cool. That's quite a nice little uh, like kind of parallel they're drawing as well between like the environment, and green, and then it's you know, yes, like, yeah. and a disruptive orange. Yeah. And, oh, that's so true. How doesn't blessed. work for colorblind people. No, I can't that's tell the Green, are you, orange. Are you green, red colorblind yeah. or are you blue? Green, red. Okay. Green, okay. red. So green and oranges and stuff like that. I look at it and go, this is very similar. Thing. That'll be perfect. Fair I can't, enough. couldn't play snooker. Brown ball, put it in. Brown ball by itself, I can see it's brown. Yeah. And the red balls, I've lost can't it. Can't see it. Yeah, totally. Um, un- yeah, cool. Yeah, totally understand. People that. have taken advantage of that many times. Oh, when bless your snooker. heart. Yeah. I'm putting that down to my, why I never made it as a player. Fair it's, enough. There's That's a lot of also, reasons. Snooker's so hard, man. Oh, yeah. It, like, for. For non-colorblind people. <laughs> well, we we actually we had this conversation last night. Is that like if you were given five years of full training? Oh yeah. To get to the top one hundred of a sport, which yeah. would it be? And I said darts or snooker, oh. and he didn't think that snooker was. Doable. I think snooker's oh, tough. I think darts so. would be easier. Yeah, I, agree. I think the Ronnie and we we're talking about it last last night as well, right? The Ronnie O'Sullivan, the the one four seven, where he asked after he broke, what's the prize for the one four seven? Yep, and yep, then yep. went and did it is. Up there is one of the greatest bits of just sport efficiency. Just yeah. brilliant. So tuned in. Everything is inch perfect in a game that actually the margins in snooker are so fine. Oh, it's insane. So fine. And it's a big table. And mm. I think on TV, you lose sight of that sometimes. And then you go stand at a snooker table and you go, 100. fucking hell. People don't realise <laughs> yeah. it's the size of most people's spare rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's massive, that table. Oh, they're constantly whipping out the thing to rest on. Yeah, the rest are, exactly. Mm. And like even the rest themselves are massive, yeah. like javelins, you know? Let's be honest. You and me, uh, Angus, not the tallest people, we would use a rest on a pool table. I, I have done. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much need to. If it's 
on the far side. I'm struggling. Oh man, it's they're huge. That like the I think you need to play one frame of snooker to understand like the extent the skills like of the skill set that like the pros have. It's not. I think I've only ever played snooker once. Um, it's not that fun to play it's because it's so so hard. difficult. Yeah, I worked like, in an old man pub and they had a snooker league. And one day I was like, Do you know what? I've never played snooker. Does someone want to take me along? <laughs> and, I'll, and they're like, I'm really not, good at pool. They were like, You're not coming to play league. And I was like, No, I just want to go and play a game. And yeah. Like, sure. So we went and we we played a yeah. game. I was dog shit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just because you do you play pool, you play pool in pubs, and you get lulled into false sense of security. Totally. You can get that ball in that pocket because it's a tiny little margin, and you yep. get you get away with a lot. Especially if we play American pool, good mm. lord, and it's basically a bucket. You're yeah. basically putting a tiny ball into a massive bucket, and then you go and play snooker, and the pockets are tight. And the table's massive. Yep. And the margin for error is just nothing. I, I generally, one of the most surprisingly difficult things to do versus how hard you think it's going to be. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's so difficult. I still think five years of constantly doing it full time, you could bring it Oh, I agree. I think you can. It's also one of those things where I think if you were like dedicating every day to you it. You could learn it, yeah. You'd probably, you know, you'd see. Golf's a bit like that. There was a, there was a guy I spoke to once who was a golf trainer. And he said that with, he said with two years of training, like not not like hard training, not yeah. going pro or that. Two years of just putting a bit of work into it, you could get down to like a six handicap. He said literally everyone in the world could get them down to a six handicap. It's really interesting as well because so many snooker players play golf for leisure mm. because it kind of scratches the same itch. It's a similar skill set. Lots of green, small Lots holes. Lots of green, tiny Balls little hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a ball into a tiny hole. Yeah. Matron. Um, yeah. And... Um, like they, they use it as like their leisure but yeah. it's, a, it's a similar kind of skill set but it's just once removed from their job I guess yeah. you know um, but yeah lots of snooker players play golf for fun yeah yeah Right, there you go. Oh, that so was a, that um, was a little diversion there. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I've got a way of like working snooker into like every conversation I ever have, and it's probably I, my least attractive quality. No, I think <laughs> we're fairly safe to say that snooker is not something that's going to come up on this podcast a lot. Beautiful. So lovely and unique. Fascinating <laughs> little conversation. So yeah, great. Um, what about drum number three then? Oh wow, gosh, that's burnt my nose. Gosh. So on the nose, I'm getting nail varnish remover. Yep. <laughs> Paint stripper. <laughs> That's really lively, isn't it? Gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I keep going in for another one and it really hurts. <laughs> I'm not getting so much of that. What's going on with my glass? <laughs> what do you think of that? It's honestly, I'm so, sorry, I'm so bowled over by how much that singed my sinuses. <laughs> Taste-wise... So there's a fieriness, slightly metallic. Mm -hmm. It's a bit, like, yeah. There's an aspect of sort of sucking you know, keys on it. I was, I, I was thinking that I was getting like a sourness to it. Yeah. That wasn't like a citrusy sour. I was like, think of like a a dansack that had slightly <laughs> yeah. not enough spice in it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Like, so it wasn't. It's not like it's overpowering spiciness, but there's a slight it's sourness to savory, it. Very savoury. But it? I think that might just be that metallic taste that I'm getting. It was a really familiar thing that I was yeah. getting. Maybe like, like how your tongue feels when you tongue a nine volt battery. Yeah, just, just gonna say, you're going to see this is like licking a battery. It is a bit. It <laughs> a little is, bit. Though. It's got that. It's got that kind of metallic -y kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's like what it is. Sucking on a pound coin, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that's commonly associated for me with gin. Like I think gin's got a real. Mm. Licking a battery flavor to it. Okay. Is it gin like? Is it? I wouldn't say like no. I wouldn't say. I it's don't think it's botanical enough to be gin like. Okay. No. Um. I know I've not been tricked. Like yesterday, you tried to trick us, and I called it yesterday as well, where you gave us an American whiskey. You spotted it early. Um, There's only I, so I, much trickery. I, I think. It, I think it's still Scotch. Okay. I can't decide if I like it or not. It's got the heat and um, abrasion. Of like mm. a vodka. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, a it's, bad vodka. Because good vodka isn't a breeze. No, it's true. It's very true. Yeah, like a like if you were to drink a sort of mm. slightly cheap vodka. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Same with vodka, I know. 
<laughs> I've gotten very into vodka actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got into good vodka. A couple yeah. Of ago. When we say good vodka, we don't mean like Belvedere, Grey Goose. Imported from Poland. And I was going to say, I've stuff. got Polish family. Zabrowska. Zabrowska so is my Zubrovka favorite. Zabrowska is very good. Proper Polish, not UK Zabrowska, because it's not the same. Absolutely. The Polish right. stuff is. 10 times better. Well, my auntie is from the place that distilled Zabrowka. Right. And um, she brought Zabrowka and um, Bivats. It's like a, it's basically like the white version of, because you know, it's like a, it's like a bison yes. grass vodka. Yeah. They also do one that's like a sort of vodka blanc, basically. Right, okay. <laughs> um, so it's the bison grass one that, that, and for me, that Polish Zabrowska was a vodka turning point for me. Oh, and it was a couple so of years good. ago. We always go to my wife's uncle for Christmas. He always gets me far too drunk. Uh-huh. Um, one year he's like, let's get the vodka. And it's already eight o'clock. I'm already smashed. And I was like, oh no, this vodka was like sipping warm water. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Freeze it. Yes. And then put it in a little water. tiny like thimble. <laughs> Something not Absolutely gorgeous. But Zabrovka, I absolutely love. But there's also Zabrovka Biatza, which is white right. Zabrovka. Mm, okay. Um and it's that's also very, very nice. Very like yeah, clean and um icy. Uh but yeah, I, I oh my god, bison grass yes. vodka is so good. How does it compare to Glenn's? <laughs> <laughs> Man. I wouldn't mix my oil paints in as a brovka. Does that answer you? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Glenn's has its place. Glenn's has uh, its Glenn place. Absolutely has its place. And its place. place is a slug and lettuce. Yes. <laughs> Wait, slug and lettuce not classy? Hey, I don't know these days, to be fair. I don't go out. <laughs> this is so bad. Do you know the last time I considered the slug and lettuce at all was when I was looking at it from being sat outside the Weatherspoons in the Omni Centre. Wow. <laughs> Looking across it going, yes. that looks classier than where I am right now. That is an absolute nether zone, that particular yeah. area. There's a yeah. Nando's in it though. It's an absolute nether zone. Yeah. 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 I think you sit in the slug and lettuce and you look at the Weatherspoons and go, that place looks classier than where I yeah. am. And it's just an infinite loop. Yeah. What, <laughs> trying what to in, obtain better and never achieving it. Infinite, or, yeah, what sort of like quaint pub is this that I can yeah. sort of... <laughs> Scoot across. The, <laughs> the worst spoons in Edinburgh. Jays, Jesus. Okay, the time has come to review uh, and order and determine which one is the supermarket uh, whiskey. So what I'm going to ask you to do, you're a guest, you always start. Okay. Uh, we'll get you to put your favourite yep. down to your least favourite uh-huh. and then tell us which one is the supermarket. So my favourite was definitely the first. Okay. Um, and my second favourite was the second. Okay. I think least favourite is the third. Okay. And I would actually say the supermarket was the third. Okay. Um, but I'm excited to be challenged on this. So I think the first was my favourite. Okay. Um, and I think my least favourite was the third. But I also think the first might have been the supermarket one. The first one? Potentially. Okay. There was, like, it was so familiar to me that I feel like it might be one I've drank before. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to revise my answer. I think the middle is the supermarket one because it's got, it was the most kind of general and had the least depth. Okay. That's... Yeah, I think I got it wrong. I think I got it wrong in my head there. I didn't make notes today. Which I think the middle one is maybe the most kind of crowd pleasery. Okay. So yeah. I'll yeah, had the go- it had the least going on. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's. So I think I just that's not always the rule of thumb with the supermarket brand. No, it's not. But you can get uh, no. I'm sticking in a supermarket. I'm sticking. Or... I'm sticking the first as as the supermarket still sticking. The but first. but my yeah. Uh, I have a bonus question. <gasps> oh, for Christ's sake. Which one of these drams is scotch? Only one was scotch. First one. Oh, that's a very good question, isn't it? Are you going to tell us I'm actually going to go the third. Third one. Because I think it's the most... Um, Offensive. Yeah, I do. I think I think it's the most. I'm definitely not surprised that the, the third one would be non-Scotch. I don't think it's American though. Yeah, I think that's the one that. Yeah, I think that's north of Hadrian's Wall. Okay. Bonus. Bonus question. Which country are the other two that aren't Scottish <sighs> from? 
I mean, the, the obvious guess is always Japan because they make good I was, Well, Japan was going to be my answer for the first one. Okay. They're both from the same country. So there's oh, one okay. Country, there's, there's two from one country and one scotch. I think I know. But I'll let you guess. Oh, I don't know. If I, well, I guess actually if I was going to say Japan for the first, yeah. then huh? let's double up. Japan. English. I think just because of our guest. Um, so. uh, do you know what? You know me. Uh, it's a fair <laughs> yeah. place to uh-huh. go with. <laughs> we had an American whiskey on last night with Crystal. Fair enough. So let's go through these uh, in order. And let's do it in... The, so what I can do is I can first of all tell you the country that they're looking at. Yes. Uh, it is indeed English. Yes, come me. on. Nailed it. This is wise. Um, English whiskey has also had a... Rough ride on this podcast so far. Yep. Uh, many aspersions have been cast. Uh, <laughs> Quite right. And somebody actually reached out to us. Really? And two of these whiskies were donated by Alan McLaughlin. So thank you, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Who wanted to show us that English whiskey did not deserve its bad rap. The first one. The, and do you want to do this in favourite or do you want to work up to the favourite? No, let's I, start with favourite. Let's start favorite with favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Your favourite was the Bimber Batch 2 X Bourbon Oak Cask. Okay. And this is from the Master of Malt website. They had the noses melted butter on crumpets, apricot, lemon peel, and peppery oak. Okay. Uh, with waves of coffee, milk, honey, balanced by zesty splash of fresh orange and drying barley. Now, drying barley is your cereal. We got you? our cereal notes, um, didn't we, The Angus? champagne... And you definitely said honey is there as well, so yeah. honey is totally in there. The champagne's the only thing. I said lemon, and actually, I, this is the first time I'm reading this. So mm. I'm not going to claim any credit, though, because I could, of course, I would say that. Um, <laughs> I think you can was, claim credit there. Yeah. The finish was banana chips, peaches, and vanilla. And actually, I wonder whether the peaches, for Maybe me, is there's something with champagne in Champagne, yeah. It's just that, a brightness, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bright, fruity note that just yeah. comes at the end. Um, so there you go. That bottle was £75 on release. Cannot get it anymore. There was only a limited run. It was batch two. Uh, the cheapest I could find it on an auction site was £175 a bottle. Mother of Jesus. God. Number two, which was indeed our supermarket special. Ah, oh, so I got it right. The Loch Lomond Original, yeah. um, ah. which the nose is caramel, which you both said. Yep. So you absolutely nailed that. A touch of dusty oak smokiness. You talked about tobacco. tobacco. Yes, mm-hmm. let's go. So we got digestive biscuits and ginger snaps, subtle vegetal notes develop later on, and the finish is diced almond, coffee bean, and toasted malt. Mm-hmm. It is definitely, I, for me, it's one that I would absolutely give to somebody getting into whiskey. Mm-hmm. It is non offensive, yep. easy to drink, and a, or a night that you know you're tanking a few. Yeah. You open a <laughs> bottle of that. <laughs> You can get it as cheap as £24 a bottle. Sheesh. And for £24, like it doesn't, and it was harsh to put it after the bimber because the bimber is so yeah. packed a punch. Yeah. It was yeah. the standout. Um, hard act to follow, but I think that it's a really nice. Do you know the alcohol percentage on the bimber, by the way, out of interest? Off the bimber? Yeah. Uh, 50, I think. Yeah, I called it. Because I feel like the journey on that is like longer as well. Like you get a more complex flavor profile when it's in your mouth and an aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the second one, it was much more kind of in and out, you know? Yeah. 52.2% it was for... You called it. And then the final one was the Cotswolds Reserve. So this comes from the Cotswolds. Um, It is an exceptional English single malt whiskey that's been made with 100% locally grown barley. It was first fill ex-bourbon and STR red wine casks. Mm. Red wine casks. It is 50% ABV. 50%. So nose is richly packed with vanilla and honey, plus a smidge of dark chocolate mousse. The palate was custard cream biscuits, lemon cheesecake, more chocolatey hints, and some nutmeg heat. And the finish was vanilla pods. I don't think, I'll be honest, we got any of that. No. no. And I didn't get any doesn't of that. Doesn't say anything about batteries and I feel like the pennies. other two, we've definitely been playing in yeah. the same space. But that one at the end um, was definitely not one. I think they're really reaching, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you go. That yeah. is our whiskies. And I think mm. what we can say there is not all English whiskey is bad. Fair enough. No. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. That bimber is a cracking mm, Really nice, yeah. It's really good. Really, really good. I'm not going to buy a bottle of it. You're not? Well, you can. Well, you can't. It's a £75 bottle yeah, and you can only get a millionaire. I mean, 
I can afford it. I'm not a <laughs> well, there you have it. Thank you for joining us, Amy Matthews. My absolute pleasure. What fun. Just to recap, the, your week-long dramming experience mm. is Lafroy in your glass every single night. You're spending a week uh, halfway up a snow-covered mountain in the Alps at twilight with nothing but snow all around on a wooded veranda yeah. in an old cabin that's filled with rustic furniture and Turkish rugs and fur. And ethical old fur. fur. <laughs> Um, coverings <laughs> with a scruffy dog of yep. many breeds with yep. three legs and two deer called Caramel and Petrol. Petrol, yes, please. comfortable enough to come and say hello. You are having a day on, day off because you're an extroverted introvert and you need time to recover. Absolutely. But the first night, you're spending time with Sean Murphy and Steve Davis to chat about snooker. The second night, you're spending time with Miriam Margoyle and Kathy Burke as you hear then regale anecdotes of their time in the industry. And then you're finishing it off with your good pals, M and Hugh, with a bit of painting of what's in front of you before oh. you go and pop your clogs and finish it all at the Euthanasia Clinic. <laughs> <Indignitas. around the laughs> oh my God, what a life. That sounds bloody brilliant. Yes, please. What an experience. Beautiful all Absolutely. the way from start to finish. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening. Thank you for donating whiskey. We'll always take whiskey donations. Paul Absolutely. Be very kind. Thank you, Alan, for this tonight. Um, but yeah, we'll be back at some point soon. Um, Angus, you're away to America, but at some point we'll be back. We might be back with a, a stand-in. There might be a, might be a little uh, ringer coming in. There might be a ringer. Yeah. It, he can't be a goblin because that's you. He's far too tall be. and handsome as well. A troll. Yeah. He can be a whiskey troll. Yeah. More to come on that one. But until then, Slanjava. I've got my tour throughout all of um, January, February and March, um, going all around the UK and Ireland and um, coming along to that, finishing at Soho. Um, so going off on tour with the lovely Ed Byrne in uh, June and July. So if you already have tickets to him, hello, I'll see you there. <laughs> and if you don't, uh, you should get them because apparently it's a very gorgeous, brilliant show. Um, I have got... Uh, Work in progress shows coming up as well for my brand new show that I'll be doing for the whole Fringe run in August. Um, coming up in Camden in March with Josh Weller and um, the Glasgow Comedy Festival for its own kind of work in progress. So lots coming up. Socials at Amy F. Matthews, uh, website amymatthewscomedy.com um, and all my updates are usually posted on there. Great. If you want to see me... I'm doing the Glasgow Comedy Festival uh, on the 30th of March. Show's called Hail Satan. Uh, it's a work in progress. It's going to be 50 minutes long. Not sure what's about yet. We'll figure <laughs> out. <laughs> um, come and see. It. It'll be a laugh. Tickets are cheap. Cheap tickets. Uh huh. 